Hello again everyone and welcome to the Bridge Hunters Chronicles News Flyer for November 28th, 2023. I'm Jason Smith and in this last podcast of November, we have a couple of historic bridges that are being restored that we're going to talk about, one of which is much more complicated than expected. Plus, we'll look at the removal of one of the key historic elements on a historic bridge, which has sparked an outcry by locals, which is called a historic genocide. And one city is bidding farewell to the oldest of the vertical lift bridges built there. That, plus more, as we look at the stories that have happened this past week. Here are the headlines. The city of Cleveland to demolish the oldest vertical lift bridge. Historic bridge in Millam County, Texas, receives state historic landmark. Wadshut Viaduct between Switzerland and Germany closed until further notice because of complications involving the restoration. Historic bridge in New Zealand gets a new coat of paint. Multiple million euro grant to revitalize a port town and historic bridge in Wales. And cultural vandalism because of the removal of historic cast iron lanterns from an historic bridge in Glasgow, Scotland. And a reminder, you still have until December 1st to submit your entries to the 2023 Bridge Hunter Awards. Voting will start once the entries close on December 1st at 11.59 p.m. To submit your candidates, click on the link at the end of the Newsflare article or access the awards in the menu section of the website and submit your candidates. Now the news. Cleveland, Ohio. The city on the shores of Lake Erie may be the city with the highest number of historic vertical lift bridges in the United States, with many of them having been built between the 1930s and the 1950s to accommodate traffic. Little do we realize is that the oldest bridge of its kind was constructed in 1931. Despite this, it has been abandoned for over two decades with no hope of revitalizing it. Now, the end of an era has come and the Eagle Avenue Viaduct is coming down. The vertical lift bridge was constructed by the Strobel Steel Construction Company of Chicago based on a design by John Alexander Waddell and Shortridge Hardesty. It was last rehabbed in 1991, and when it was shut down in 2005, the approach spans were removed and the vertical lift span was put in the upright position. The Cleveland City Council last Monday approved a plan that would remove the entire structure as it has become a safety issue, especially for shipping traffic. Inspection reports last revealed several steel supports failing, thus eliminating any possibilities of restoring the structure. While replacing it would have been cost exorbitant, with costs estimated at $59 million. The teardown is expected to cost $3.3 million. The city of Cleveland is expected to pay about $750,000 of that, while the Ohio Department of Transportation, which will handle the demolition work, is contributing about $2.5 million. The bridge removal will begin in July and is expected to be completed in May of 2025. Rockdale, Texas Millam County has a large number of steel truss bridges built over a century ago. Many of them have been listed either as state or national landmarks, some of which were restored over the past 10 years. The Worley Bridge, spanning the San Gabriel River at Apache Pass, is one of the bridges that has been added to the state historic structures recently. The Blam County Historical Commission dedicated the Worley Bridge as a registered Texas historic landmark in a ceremony that was held on Sunday, November 5th. The bridge was built in 1913 by the Chicago Bridge and Ironworks Company, with C.Q. Horton, a relative of Horace E. Horton, being the bridge agent and one overseeing the project. According to the news story, 
The land for the bridge near the historic Apache Pass River crossing was donated by Frank Worley, the landowner. Located along the historic El Camino Rio de los Tejas Natural Historic Trail, the bridge has served generations of farmers and ranchers. The bridge was restored by Julie Bowers and Nels Rayner over a decade ago. The 275-foot-long bridge features a 136-foot-long Pratt through-truss bridge with pin connections and A-frame portal bracings. It's the only steel bridge in the county that's still open to vehicular traffic, as others have been either relocated to parks, restored on-site as pedestrian bridges, or have been closed to traffic with replacement span located alongside it. The bridge and its history can be found in a book, The Historic Bridges of Milham County, written by David Galbraith and others, and that can be bought at the Milham County Historical Society or ordered online. You'll find the bridge located 9 miles west of Rockdale at Apache Pass and 45 miles northeast of Austin. Congratulations to the county on this achievement. Waldshut, Germany Work on restoring the oldest existing Rhine River crossing has been ongoing since April of this year, and because of the complexity of the work, it will be completed much later than planned. The Waldshut Viaduct is a multiple-span Tonlitz deck truss bridge spanning the River Rhine at the German-Swiss border, connecting Waldshut in Germany and Koblenz on the Swiss side. It's located 45 miles northwest of Zurich. The bridge was built in 1859 by Robert Gehrig, using steel from a company in Pforzheim near Nuremberg. It was part of a rail line project that was built connecting Baden with Basel. Today, it serves only city light rail lines going from Aargau via Baden as well as Winterthur via Zurich. The restoration project was supposed to have been completed by November of this year and the line reopened next month. That plan, however, has been scrapped as the restoration work is much more complicated than expected. According to a recent news story, the work includes removing the asbestos from the bridge, which requires stringent protection to keep the materials from falling into the Rhine. Work has since been suspended due to falling temperatures and the expected snowfall in the region. The SBB Railways in Switzerland reported in its website that a meeting will be scheduled with officials from the German Railways next spring to determine the next steps. The shutdown has caused frustration for commuters crossing the border, as the neighboring vehicular bridge is also undergoing rehabilitation and thus has been causing extensive traffic jams. This will be the norm until further notice. The next border crossing after Waldshut is Sursak in the east and Basel west of Waldshut. The crossing at Bad Sackingen is a covered bridge and is off-limits to truck traffic. The Chronicles will keep you posted on the latest with the dilemma involving the Waldshut Railroad Bridge. And now the headlines. A popular pedestrian and bike crossing over a main highway in Essen in northwest Westphalia, Germany will be closed longer than expected. The Alten-Essen Bridge is a two-span truss bridge with worn pony and Baltimore through truss features, crossing the Wilhelm Neuzwan Allee. The bridge has been closed since April of this year due to issues found in a recent inspection report. According to the report, the century-old rail-to-trail bridge will remain closed longer than expected as new decking will, will be needed to be put in place and repairs to the lower and upper approaches of the bridge and abutments plus the trusses will be carried out. Most of that will likely happen next spring. A detour is in place. When it will reopen remains unknown. For the third time in two weeks, a truck tried crossing a covered bridge causing damage. In West Earl Township in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, a truck and trailer tried crossing Blitzer's Mill covered bridge spanning the Conestoga River on Cider Mill Road. The bridge was built in 1846 by George Fink. The incident happened last Monday when the driver tried to cross the overheight bridge only to get stuck into the bridge. 
The vertical clearance was 10.5 feet. The truck's height was 13.5 feet. The truck was removed carefully, but due to the damage to the structure, the cover bridge will remain closed until repairs are made to reopen it. Charges are expected to be filed against the driver. Massive rainfall combined with flooding caused considerable damage in the UK a few weeks ago. One of the hardest hit areas was Downpatrick and Kildee in Northern Ireland, where the historic bridge connecting the two was cut off due to extensive damages. The Quilo Bridge is a multiple-span stone arch bridge built over two centuries ago. Cracks were found in the bridge between the bridge wall and the roadway, thus forcing its immediate closure. Emergency repairs have been made and the bridge has partially reopened a couple days ago. But the communities are urging the government to invest in the repairs of the bridge as they are cash-trapped and funding is needed to repair some of the areas that are damaged in the flooding, including the town centers. The current government, unfortunately, in Belfast is a lame duck because of some issues involving the Brexit and the funding that goes along with it. Now back to the news. Cambridge, New Zealand. Work was completed recently on making repairs and repainting the Victoria Bridge, spanning the Wakata River. The bridge was built by GM Fraser using truss components fabricated by the American Bridge Company. Construction took over a year and was open to traffic in 1907. The bridge features a steel deck arch bridge with Pratt truss features and riveted connections. The 141-meter-long bridge is one of the highest in New Zealand, as it's located 35.4 meters above the river. Work was ongoing to repair the bridge components and repaint the structure, beam by beam, with corrosion-resistant paint, which was supposed to protect the bridge for up to 25 years. The most difficult part of the work was getting the most difficult areas while, at the same time, keep the traffic flowing across the bridge. According to Council Service Delivery Group Manager Dong Inglis in an interview, quote, there were a number of tricky elements to this job, and the team have worked really hard, with one of the biggest achievements being that, throughout the project, we never closed the bridge. She later added, We fully anticipated that a bridge closer would be needed, but our team were able to use the innovative parts to carry out the more difficult tasks of the work without causing any disruption. It was truly a great result. Close quote. As much as 30 tons of grit sand to blast off the old paint and rust, plus 2,000 liters of special corrosion-resistant paint were used for the project. The final phase of the project will be to take down the scaffolding, which will happen in mid-December. That scaffolding will be used for another bridge project that is in the making. The Victoria Bridge now has a grayish-blue color, which makes it appealing for tourists and locals alike. The structure remains open to light vehicles as well as for bikes and pedestrians. Cambridge is located in the upper island of New Zealand, 150 miles southeast of Auckland and 10 miles south of the nearby city of Hamilton. Port Talbot, Wales The Port Talbot City Council was pleased to announce a grant that was provided by the UK Level Up Funding that was approved a few days ago. A total of just over £27 million, or equivalent to $25 million US dollars, was awarded to the UK government, which has been divided up into two segments. The £14.9 million will be used to revitalize the Port Talbot Town Centre with improvements to the town's civic square, the refurbishment of the Prince Royal Theatre, and improvements to the green space at Riverside. A further £12.2 million has been allocated to restore and reopen the Grade 2 listed New Bridge Road Bridge in the town area to boost active travel locally and to improve the local dock access and upgrade the New Bridge Road and Riverside Road. The new bridge road has been closed to vehicular traffic for over a decade, and talks had been ongoing about the future of the 120-year-old structure. 
The bridge was built in 1903 by the Everton Corporation, with Sir Arthur Vivian overseeing the project. The three-span steel plate girder bridge with ornamental features was part of the project to build the Port Talbot Docks, which was launched in 1890. With the funding in the bag, Urkin began on rehabilitating the structure and opening it to pedestrians, cyclists, and lightweight vehicles, while at the same time make, make sure the area that the bridge is more tractable again. Port Talbot is 16 kilometers southeast of Swansea, on the east end of the bay. And our last story takes us to Glasgow, Scotland, where a removal of a historic bridge element has caused an outcry among locals, historians, and even Preservation Scotland. Yet, there is an explanation on the part of the City Council for that decision. The Queen Margaret Bridge is an 80-foot-long, three-span stone arch bridge constructed using red sandstone. Its parapet is made of a solid red granite. It was built in 1929 by Consider Construction Limited, with TPM Summers as city engineer and William Taylor & Sons as a contractor. The bridge has a slight skew. Its center arch crosses the River Kelvin. The smaller arches cross the trail, running parallel to the river. The bridge is also characterized by its cast iron lampposts, which have become a focus of controversy. There were five cast iron lampposts that bear Glasgow's coat of arms. They were removed without notice on Wednesday, sparking an outcry by many, calling it cultural vandalism. They have been replaced with modern steel lamps. Because the bridge is a grade B structure, they were removed without consulting the historic Scotland, which owns the bridge, and it's required by law. It also sparked outrage among politicians who have demanded an explanation. Among them, local Labour MSP for Glasgow, Paul Sweetney, who stated in an interview with the Herald, quote, Glasgow City Council has trashed listed building status and conservation area status by removing these. Has the street light replacement team just blindly programmed to go around and replacing his street lighting without any consideration of heritage? Close quote. A spokesman for the City Council replied to the complaints that the lamps were deteriorating to a point where they had to be removed. It was added that it was a safety issue and no consultation was needed with Historic Scotland. Two of the five lamps removed will be refurbished and reinstalled on the bridge. The remaining three will be replaced with replicate lanterns as they were no longer salvageable. The removal has nonetheless raised questions as to how the city of Glasgow has handled its preservation policies involving its historic bridges, especially those along the River Calvin. A bridge tour guide has been enclosed in the Newsflyer article, courtesy of GuideGo. These bridges are also on the ballot for the 2023 Bridge Hunter Awards for Tour Guide International. And that's it to the end of our podcast. I'm Jason Smith, and thanks for listening to the Bridge Hunters Chronicles News Flyer. Remember, your bridge matters. Subscribe to the Chronicles on the web, in the social media pages, and wherever you can get your podcasts. Until next week, happy bridge hunting and happy trails till we meet again. Bye now.